Hey, good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It's play-by-play coming to you live here on this Thursday. Casey Justclare, hope you guys are, or Casey Justclare here, rather. Hope you guys are enjoying your Thursday. Hope you guys are having a wonderful start to your day. Um, Man, it's been a busy week. It's been a fast-moving week. And we can't wait to get out to some of the things that are happening in the next couple of days. We've got the LCO Golden Meadow game tonight. How much fun that's going to be. We're going to decide the Paris Championship on the girls' side of things. We're going to have a very spirited and very competitive boys' basketball game on the boys' side of things. And it's going to be a whole lot of fun to see rivals compete and face off with one another in the tank. I think that that is the kicker for me. I wouldn't be looking forward to this as much if we had to go and pile like sardines into like the Golden Meadow Gym. But with it being in the tank, everybody's going to have a little room to breathe. We're going to be able to fit the full community, not just, you know, the first people to show up. To me, that makes it a little bit better. That makes it a little bit more special. And I'm super looking forward to uh, everything that we're going to experience today out in South Lafourche. Um, Cannot wait for that matchup, but also cannot wait for the weekend because we've got a lot of fun high school basketball action that will be taking place over the weekend we're going to be tomorrow in Assumption. South Lafouche will be taking on Assumption for a boy-girl doubleheader. But we, excuse me, we've also got a lot of doubleheader action that will be happening around the area as local teams will be competing and trying to jockey for position. Man, like it's that time of the year. The girls' playoffs start very soon. The boys' playoffs start a little bit later, but still also very soon, like two and a half weeks left of the year. It's time. It's time to make your run. If you're a team that's on the bubble, it's time to make your run. If you're a team that's in the top 10, top 8, it's time to, you know, get into high gear and solidify your spot. It's that time where everybody's competing for those same few spots, and it's going to be very fun to see how everything shakes out. Last night in our local scoreboard, the results were kind of dry. On a Wednesday, there's not a whole lot of action going on. On the boys' basketball side, St. Charles gets a 50-30 to win over Thomas Jefferson. That's a, a semi-local result. Other than that, really not a whole lot happening. Just looking at the scores like Scotlandville played, that's not local, but they're just incredible. So I figured I'd give you that score. They beat St. Helena College in career prep 74-51. to Scotlandville is out of this world good. Walker, another program that's incredible. They defeat University Labs 63-56. to So nothing local on the boys' basketball scoreboard from yesterday. On the girls' basketball scoreboard, we did have some local results. Destraham was scheduled to play East Jefferson. No score was reported. A game that I was at last night and that you were able to watch on Bayou Sports. H.L. Bourgeois gets a 43-32 win over Riverside Academy. A good win for the H.L. Bourgeois Lady Braves over Riverside. It was their senior night. They don't have a very big senior group, which tells me they're a young team and that you know their struggles of this season may be short-lived. They get a win over Riverside, take care of business in non-district play. We had whew, Ellender, man. Ellender got it put on them last night. Now, in fairness to them, they got it put on them by one of the best programs in the entire state of Louisiana. But John Curtis rolls past Ellender 64-35, to and... Division two non-select is not the most competitive girls basketball district, right? So I I think there still is a world where like Ellender just turns on the Jets in the playoffs and finds a new gear and like ends up making a run to the top 20. Like I, I truly believe that's a very realistic possibility for them. But with that having been said, boy, they've played some elite competition this year. 
and have mostly been non-competitive when facing that elite competition. And John Curtis was another example of that last night. They beat Ellender by 29, got a decisive win over the Lady Patriots. Warren Easton, their powerhouse program, they get a win over Mount Carmel last night, 49-24. to Good win for them. Donaldsonville, they're in a local district, and a girls' basketball result, Port Allen beats up on Donaldsonville 58-22. to So Port Allen gets a win over Donaldsonville. And that about wraps up the local scoreboard um, from games that were played last night. Now, looking ahead to tomorrow, of course, the schedule is going to be chalked full of games and teams that are going to be playing district competition. In our local 5A district, we've got East St. John traveling to take on HL Bourgeois. That's a boy-girl doubleheader. Central hosting Desterhan. Huge boys and girls game there. Uh, let's see what else we got. Hanville will be traveling to take on Thibodeau. That's a big uh, girls basketball matchup on the boys. Hanville will probably be favored. But, heck, Hanville's starting to scuff a little bit, and Thibodeau at home can maybe give them a ride. Assumption, of course, hosting South Lafouche. We've got also Lutcher, who will be traveling to take on South Terrebonne. Vanderbilt will be traveling to take on Morgan City. Berwick will be hosting Donaldsonville. <laughs> Edie White will be hosting Patterson. Those will be some fun games. And uh, then we go down to 2A. We got nothing. Homo Christian School is off. Homo Christian actually on the girls' side, and I'll tell you about this in just a second. Um, in single A, you got Central Catholic, who will be traveling to take on Centerville, and CCA traveling to take on Vermilion Catholic. But to what I was saying a minute ago, Homo Christian School is actually playing the finals of their district tournament on Saturday at Homo Christian School. So Coach Kathy Luke and her team on the girls' side will be trying to win the district championship uh, this Saturday. Now, let me go check just to be fair and just to make sure that I'm being thorough on the boys side. Let me go check if home Christian school is playing on Friday, because I think that they are, and I don't want to miss that. No, we don't have them down, but, um, home Christian will be trying to compete. Well, you know what I say? We don't have them down. The LHSA pulled up the girls schedules for me again. So let me triple check and clarify. Let me make sure that I'm on boys. I am because I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I studied this already and that Homo Christian School is playing on Friday. I just want to make triple sure. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they are. They are traveling to take on Thomas Jefferson. Glad we did our due diligence there. So Homo Christian will be taking on Thomas Jefferson for the boys only on Friday. Little lay of the land, a little rundown of how today's show is going to go in the next segment. We're going to have Randy McDonald on of LCO Middle School. Um, her team is going to be competing for the Paris Championship tonight. Against rival Golden Meadow, we'll ask Coach McDonald about her team and the way that they've played this year. Man, they're really good, and now they've got a chance to ice that down. Um, and then also, we've got, at 12.15, we've got Taylor Griffin, who will be joining us. Turtle usually comes on on Wednesdays. He was busy yesterday, but we said, you know what, we missed you last week. We ain't missing you this week. We wanted to have the Turtle on to talk about his team. Or his team, listen to me. Everything going on around everybody else's team. Turtle and I will be gossiping about Middle school, high school, pros, WWE, everything in between. It's play-by-play. Play. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. Coach Randy McDonald. Uh, Randy McDonald shields, actually, with LaRose Cutoff Middle School will be joining us uh, to talk about her team in advance of a big, big matchup. It's play-by-play play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. 
Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO Trial Lawyers. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985 868 0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Hi, this is Tony Darty. I have one question for you. Are you paying too much for your life insurance? Why not find out right now? Write this down. Quote.life. Listen to this. Quote.life. Helping people protect what they love. Quote.life offering term, whole life, and universal insurance policies. Just a few minutes could save you a lot of money. Visit Quote.life. Trying to get ahead? Saving on what you're already spending is a great way. No charge information and no obligation. You could be paying less. Go to Quote.life. It's your money. Keep more of it. Our customers are our clients, not insurance companies. Let us help you save. Visit Quote.life now. If you can remember two words, quote and life, you're on your way to tremendous savings. It is not dot com. It is dot life. Quote dot life. Log in and save now. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jiskler here. Man, we're super fired up about what's happening tonight at 5 30. 
We've got a boy-girl doubleheader on KLEB, LCO, and Golden Meadow out in the tank. And we have Coach Randy McDonald-Shields with LCO Girls. Her girls are going to have a chance to win the Outright Parish Championship tonight. Coach, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing just fine. A big night for your team, taking on Golden Meadow, a very worthwhile opponent, a team that y'all have played with this season and have had some success. But now it's for all the marbles. If you guys win, you're winning the parish outright. If you guys lose, you're sharing it three ways. And I'm sure that sharing thing is not something that you all are interested in tonight, right? Absolutely not. You know, we've, we've talked to the girls about it. You know, it's nice to know that we definitely have it. But in, in our opinion, we don't definitely have it unless it's ours completely. Very good. Talk about the matchup. Golden Meadow um, has a really prolific score in Dardar, but I think you all have the deeper team. Talk about some of the challenges and some of the areas where you're looking to try to take advantage of your opponent tonight. Uh, we, we just got to keep Dardar out the paint, man. Anytime she drives in, she, she's looking to score and foul. So just trying to keep her, keep her on the outside is a, definitely a main goal. Um, we, we have a lot of uh, girls on the bench that are going to see some playing time today. Um, I have a lot of younger girls that, that really help us out. Um, so I, I really do believe that, that we, we, we're going to do pretty, pretty well tonight. Coach, that's one of the big things that I wanted to ask you about is that you have a very talented eighth grade group. There's no doubt about that, and it's their final game tonight. But with that having been said, like, I can't then say, well, okay, you guys are going to take a step back. Because I look at your 6th and 7th grade group, those kids are incredible. Like, you've got it built up to where you've got talent in every single grade. And that, that's an awesome thing to see. Absolutely. These, these girls, uh, they, they've really come through the Biddy program. They've come through AAU. Um, they really, really want to play. And they, they put in the work at practice every single every single day. And, and they go out and they do their own thing. They, they get trained by other people. They just really love the game of basketball, and it's so refreshing to see that coming from, you know, sixth, seventh graders too. One of the things that I know is difficult about any ending to the season is like, look, this is the last day you're going to have them. This is the last day y'all are going to all be together. There's no practice tomorrow. And I know that, you know, just as humans, we build that routine and we get used to seeing everybody. And it actually your counterpart, your coaching counterparts and I, Damian St. Pierre, put on Facebook yesterday, like it was our last practice and I wasn't expecting it to be that emotional. I'm sure it's the same for you tonight. It's the last time the whole band's together. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yesterday, our last practice as well, and uh, it, there were some tears shed, you know, by, many by the 8th graders, but the 6th and 7th graders, too, because they really, they really built a relationship with those 8th graders. Um, they looked up to them. They were like mentors to those younger ones, and they're really going to miss having that next year. Coach playing in the tank tonight, I think that that adds a whole nother element because, look, y'all could have played at LCO. Y'all could have played at Golden Meadow. I don't know whose home game it is. I think it's actually y'all home game. It is our home game. But, you know, it, it's it's just different playing in a high school game. Everybody could everybody could come for one. You know, no one's going to have to be left out. Not everybody's going to be crammed in. Everybody's going to be comfortable. And I think that for the kids, playing on that big court will also mean a little bit to them too. Talk about that. Absolutely. Just, you know, even being able to have a game at Salahouche is just amazing uh, with everything that that school's going through since Ida. And um, I think these girls are really, really excited to be able to play on that high school court. Um, they, they've told me, that, they're like, Coach, can we get there early so we can shoot around, make sure we're familiar with the goals? Like, absolutely. That's something that I'm so glad that y'all brought up to me. That's the next question I was going to ask is, you know, it, it, was there a concern at all of not having played there and the court being a little bigger? Actually, Coach, I'll be honest with you, I think the court being a little bigger favors your team as I think you've got more depth than they do. But, you know, it, it, you, you kind of answered me there is that y'all going to get there a little early and get some shots up? 
that's what we're looking to do. Okay, awesome. Um, Coach, what, what was the record this season? You guys have just the one loss against Lockport, is that correct? That is correct. We're about 22, 22 and 1. Okay, wow. And, and, you know, last year was a special year. This one obviously has been a special year as well. Did you have a feeling going into the year that it would be this type of season? Or, you know, talk us through that. Well, in the beginning, you know, um, you never really can, can picture it. Um, you know, you go through the depths of it with them. You, you go through the practices. You work on fundamentals. You, you just keep grinding it out. Um, by the time we got into some tournament play, um, I talked to my assistant coach. I'm like, man, we, we really got a shot this year. Just by seeing, you know, the bench that we have, the eighth graders that we have, um, they really, really showed up and showed out this season. So hopefully we can continue that tonight. On a lighter note, I know in years past when you all have won championships, Coach Jared has done some very interesting things, dancing and different. Should we expect to see anything tonight if you all win? Oh, absolutely, but I'm not going to give away what. <laughs> Okay, that sounds like a winner to me, Coach. Um, talk about your eighth grade group. It's a group that has been through a lot. You know, they've been through COVID. They've been through their roof of the gym getting blown off. It's a group that's really not had much of a normal season except for kind of this one. I guess we've kind of gotten back to normal. But it's a group of kids that have been resilient and that they've also been winners. You all have not been doing a whole lot of losing in recent years. Talk about that eighth grade group and what they mean to you. Oh, it's their man. final game tonight. That eighth grade group, oh, man, those girls, I swear, I think that it's fitting that they haven't had a normal year because those girls, I love them so much. They're not normal. They're so hyped up about everything. They come into practice ready to go, hyped up. They hype each other up. Um, I just uh, That energy is just amazing, and I hope that my younger girls see that and they continue that because that energy really is what helps catapult us this year no doubt and look man it, it starts and i want you to give some shout outs to that parent group as well because it starts with them you know i know that they're always oh, asking me you know hey are you filming the game tonight or you do like they're very involved and i know that that matters a lot because look they're at the age coach where they can't drive themselves to practice right, right. now so you know they need that support and it's good to see that it's there for y'all uh we no doubt have the best parents in this parish uh when it comes to support getting their kids to tournaments, getting their kids to practice, and, you know, just being hyped up in the crowd. Um, we we definitely have the best parents. Before I let you go, I know you got a busy day. Uh, what are some keys to victory? What are some things that the Lady Bulldogs have to do to go through the parish undefeated? So our, our motto for, for this season is confidence is key. you got to come out confident. you got to start out confident. We've had some struggles with that in the past. Um, we've we've figured out that we might be a, a second-half team. But um, coming in from the beginning confident is really something that we've tried striving for um, in these last few few weeks of the season. Sounds like a winner, Coach. Thanks so much for the time. See you tonight. Good luck to your team. All right. Thank you so much. Yep. That is Coach Randy McDonald-Shields doing an excellent job with LCO. Man, I she said something there. Like, <clears throat> usually when you got a big eighth-grade group, the instinct is to say, okay, well, you know, they're in great position this year. They've already got a share of the Paris Championship locked up. They've got a chance to win it outright tonight. Maybe next year is going to be kind of a down year. That's always what the instinct is, right, to say that. Because, you know, if you got a lot of eighth graders next year, you're going to be a little younger, a little you know, less experienced. I don't see a whole lot of regression coming for them. When they put that younger group in, uh, Tara Bone, Full of Love, and you know, I'm, I'm going to mess up some of the names, but you know some of those younger kids, 
Well, there's not a drop-off at all. And I think that's going to be one of the keys to the game tonight. I really, truly believe that on a big court where the teams are going to have to cover a little extra ground, maybe get a little more tired, maybe a little more winded on a bigger court, I think LCO has a big advantage in depth. And I think that that's going to be one of the biggest things that Coach McDonald and Coach Dewey and, and you know their staff, I think that's one of the biggest things that they could exploit is the fact that we've got a deeper team. You know, one through five, starters versus starters, I think it's extremely even. Maybe even give an edge to Golden Meadow. Hell, the last time I watched them play, Golden Meadow was winning like 7 nothing. you know, in the first quarter of the game. Like, So when the starters are out there and, and everybody's fresh, I think Golden Meadow's right there. It's what happens when, you know, this kid gets in foul trouble or that kid gets tired or this kid, you know, gets a bump on her head and has to sit. Can the Golden Meadow bench hold up against the LCO bench is going to be one of the big storylines in the game today. And then on the boys matchup, can Golden Meadow survive the size advantage that LCO has? And can they handle emotionally what we're expecting to be a very emotional and very physical game? They played one another in a tournament and Golden Meadow was not ready mentally for that challenge. Um, they're going to have to be more mentally capable of handling that challenge today. But it's going to be a lot of fun to see. Also, got we got to shout out Raceland Middle School on the boys' side. They're your parish champions. They go through <laughs> the parish slate undefeated. They're incredible. They're incredible. That's a wonderful team. Good kids out there. Really talented kids. Central Lafouche is getting a whole slew of guys that could really play. Congratulations to them for going through the parish grind undefeated. And then also, one last middle school reminder, and then we'll catch a break, talk about some pro stuff. Um, we've got the final East Thibodeau versus West Thibodeau game ever tonight. Like, I, I so much so wish that, like, we could have staggered up these dates to where we could have had LCO play Golden Medal maybe last night, East and West play tonight, so that I could have been to both. Obviously, radio obligations, I've got to go to LCO and Golden Medal, but it's going to be a historic night. The final East and West basketball matchup. The schools are combining and merging as one. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. A lot of fun to see. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we'll expand the umbrella. Maybe talk a little Super Bowl. Maybe talk a little New Orleans Saints because they have made some moves in the last 24 hours. Um, and then we've got the Turtle at 12-15. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection. The all-new Raging Cajun. 102.7 FM. Does your vehicle need servicing and you don't want to drive too far? Calvin Braxton Ford Service Department in Lockport is offering these specials until further notice. Get a diesel oil change for $159.95 or a gas-only oil change for $49.95, up to five quarts. Calvin Braxton Ford, 5978 LE1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is a top-of-the-line police, fire, and EMS supply store. 
as well as a great source for tactical and home defense needs. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is open to the public Monday through Friday, 9 till 5, and on Saturdays, 10 till 2. So stop in at Tri-Parish Police Supplies on Highway 311 today. For more info, call 985-873-9989. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Cheers! Cheers, please! I don't... I don't understand what the New Orleans Saints are doing. Um... And truly, man, I I mean this sincerely. Like, look, I I don't root for them. I think you guys know that by now. Like, I don't necessarily always actively root against them. But I'm not the dude sitting at the TV. Oh, who that? Yo, who that nation? No, that's not me. Um, Never has been. I, 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 for for various reasons, right? Um, But right now, like, I really don't think I'm being nitpicky nor unfair whenever I talk about just how much of a circus that offseason and that organization is right now. I don't know what I don't have a clue what New Orleans is trying to get accomplished. Yesterday more news that was just befuddling, just mind-boggling. Um let me ask you guys this before I dive in, but some of you guys like if this wasn't widely reported on, so maybe some of you guys don't even know that this happened. Um What what do you guys think the Saints weaknesses are as we go into the offseason? What what do the Saints got to get better at? Right, like, I hear, I hear you guys talking to the radio. I hear a lot of you guys saying, "Got to stay healthy." Okay, yeah, that's fair. I hear a lot, of, a lot of you guys saying, "Got to get a new quarterback." Got to get better receivers, better playmakers, a new head coach. I hear, I hear a lot of different things being said, <clears throat> but I don't hear a lot of you guys talking about the defensive side of the ball very much. I don't hear a lot of you guys saying, "Man, the defense sucked last year. We got to get better on defense." I don't hear that. So then why is it that New Orleans yesterday fired their defensive coordinator (laughs) and now we're going to be trying to revamp things from the only damn unit on the field that actually was worth the crap? Chris Richard, who is the New Orleans Saints co-defensive coordinator and who, by the way, he was a former coordinator in Dallas, so I know a lot about him. He's a really good football coach. He at one time was getting like head coaching interviews, was let go. And 
his the other co-defensive coordinator with him, Ryan Nielsen, left to become the defensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons last week. So now, you mean to tell me New Orleans is approaching the offseason and this is the way that Dennis Allen is is approaching and looking at his roster and, and what the team needs to get better at. He's saying to himself, offense, oh, we're good there. Pete, Pete got that. We're good. But, boy, that defense was was trash. We got to fix that side of the ball. We got to make some changes there. We got to make some personnel changes and some coaching decisions there. What? What does that even mean? New Orleans had one of the best defenses in the NFL. The reason why they were 7-10 and 10 was because their offense was god-awful. God awful. Couldn't get a, a an inch. The they couldn't run the ball a centimeter unless Taysom Hill was in the game. Couldn't throw. They would have third and four, would throw fifty yard passes down the field, would have third and twenty, and would throw five yard passes. And we're gonna really sit here and say, with an objective open mind, man, it's our defensive coordinators were awful we need to fix our defense what Dennis Allen doesn't have a clue and every single day that passes and every single decision that he makes and the more and deeper that we get into the minutiae we see he does not have a clue this is a ship that's being steered by a blinded man who just has no clue where he's going. They have no clue where they're headed. And they're about to strike the iceberg of reality, which is that you're going to not be very good for a long time because this dude's going to set you back. Chris Richard is a very esteemed coach in the NFL. His work in Dallas before his work in New Orleans was applauded as being some of the best in the NFL. His work in Seattle before that was applauded as being some of the best work in the NFL. And if that's the guy that you're trying to get out of the building and the reason listed on social media was a philosophical difference between he and Dennis Allen, what's the philosophical difference, Dennis? Your defense was awesome. What's the philosophical difference? Chris made suggestions that you guys should maybe change some things on offense and you were too stupid to do it. I don't get it, man. I don't get it, and I, I can't escape the idea nor the thought that this is going to be a dark, dark couple of years for this organization because you see it. You see it happen all the time. Hell, I was part of it. I was part of it at one time with a previous employer. You guys know where I've worked. I don't need to list company names. But when you start seeing really talented people, people who, quite frankly, are more talented than the executives above them making the decisions when you start seeing really talented people leave in droves then you know that ship's got a lot of water and whenever I see Ryan Nielsen leave to go to the Falcons and Chris Richard being let go it's just a reminder that like you're letting the good ones go and again, part of the problem with New Orleans, and I, I hate to pick on fellow reporters, right? But part of the problem in New Orleans is that the 
media base that covers the team in the city is so team-friendly. They look for the brightness in every situation. No one ever stands tall and says, man, this has been miserable. No one ever says that. I'm the only one who says that, quite frankly. Listen to the stuff that's being played across the hall and listen to how positive that stuff is every single day. Oh, we're going to turn this around. Next year, we're going to win 11 games. Next year, you know, Dennis Allen needs the benefit of the doubt. No, he doesn't. Dennis Allen has lost everywhere he's been. He does not deserve the benefit of the doubt. He deserves to be questioned because when all you've ever done is lose, I'm going to assume that the next thing that you're going to do is lose, just like the last thing that you've done was lost. But there are people today that are saying, oh, well, you know, Mickey Loomis and the Saints have, have hired good coaches in the past. Maybe this is an opportunity to upgrade and get better. Mickey Loomis is the one who hired Dennis Allen, so I'm sorry, Mickey. I don't trust your decision-making on this. I know Ryan Nielsen's a good coach. I know Chris Richards a good coach. And yeah, maybe it's possible that you hire two good coaches to replace him, but maybe it's also possible that you'll hire two jackasses to replace him, much like the jackass that you hired to be your head coach. New Orleans is not in a good spot. I'm telling y'all. I am telling y'all, they're not in a good spot. They don't have cap space, and they they don't have great leadership right now. They don't have great leadership. They don't have direction. Just about every team in the league right now that people respect has a clear direction. Some teams are going for it. They're chasing it. Some teams are rebuilding, saying, hey, we'll take a year or two. We'll figure this out. Which one of those is New Orleans? They're kind of in between uh, some some weeks they're going forward, some weeks they're rebuilding. They don't have a direction because it's a general manager and an organization. And I'll say this again. This is going to sting, and I apologize. It's an organization that has been good and has been prosperous for a sustained period one time, and it was because of a coach and a quarterback that transcended all of the negative stuff that goes on within that organization. It served as a deodorant. It covered up all of the BO that otherwise surrounds that building. And now that those folks are out of the building, now that Peyton's in Denver, now that Breeze is retired, doing whatever he does, coaching Purdue, whatever, guess where we are? We're right back to where the franchise was before they entered, and it's a dark time. I'm sorry if that evokes anger. I'm sorry if that makes you not like me, I'm sorry, whatever. I know people take their football seriously. But I'm telling you the truth. They pay me to tell you the truth. New Orleans was 7-10 and 10 last year. And I don't see any scenario, barring some sort of crazy quarterback falling out of the sky situation, where that's going to get better. I just don't see it getting better. I, I just don't. Oh, are you going to go get Derek Carr? Okay. You can pay Derek Carr, you know, whatever he's going to be worth salary wise and give up draft picks to get him. Okay. You're going to have to then cut half of your damn roster to afford him. I it's 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 not a good situation and I I think that as I've said throughout the offseason until New Orleans accepts and realizes we're not close and starts tearing down the foundation and rebuilding it. We're going to continue to have that old 
mildew smell because they're just they're just not in the spot to go chase it right now. They're not in the spot to go chase it right now, and I, I, it's just not a good situation. Don't want all negative in this segment. I want to talk about some really good news, right? The, the Nichols football team signed 21 guys yesterday, including several local players. We're so happy to announce today that Nichols um, brought in, man, just a, a handful of EDY guys and then some other guys that had some local flair. The Colonels do such a good job of recruiting within, they say, a two-hour radius of Thibodeau. Honestly, it's really more like a 90-minute radius. They kind of hit the city. They hit the bayou. They hit, you know, uh, St. Mary. Like, that's the meat and potatoes of their recruiting class. want to congratulate Aiden Clements, who was a nickel signee yesterday. He's an E.D. White guy. want to congratulate Jackson Dufresne from Bird. He's a local guy. He's the son of Dustin Dufresne with our friends over at Dufresne <laughs> Building Materials. Then we also want to congratulate Matt Malasaw, who is an E.D. White guy. Defensive back and a nickel signee. Jaden Milton, a running back from Berwick. He's a nickel signee. Ethan Reynolds, an offensive lineman from E.D. White. He's a nickel signee. And then in addition to that, I want to thank all the other locals who signed yesterday. E.D. White had um, Matthew Broussard go off to Louisiana Lafayette. Nathan Johnson signs with Millsaps. And then uh, Jacob, again, signs with Rhodes College. Royal Williams signs with Arkansas Monticello. Jack Shasson signs with Arkansas Monticello. So, like, there were a lot of kids who yesterday inked their collegiate futures, and we couldn't be happier, couldn't be prouder of them for punching their tickets to the next level. We're so happy for you all. Wish all of y'all nothing but the absolute best of luck in the next chapter of your lives. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Taylor. Can't wait to chat with Taylor Griffin about the high school scene, the Royal Rumble, might even ask him about some of this New Orleans Saints stuff. It's play-by-play on KLEV. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, and Thibodeau. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 and 2 stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. 
Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here. We're one day late, but that's okay because we wanted to make sure we chatted with Taylor Griffin, our old buddy. We usually have him on Wednesdays, but today we got him on a Thursday at 12.15. He's on the line now. Turtle, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Hey, doing good. How's it going today? Doing great, bro. Um, Tuesday night was a fun night. We were back in the tank, and we watched a good high school basketball game. Actually, a couple of good high school basketball games. Lady Tarpons get a win. The Tarpon boys come up short. And, you know, I mentioned this on yesterday's show. Sometimes, you know, like when South Lafouche lost to Thibodeau, you leave the game with kind of a sour taste in your mouth because, you know, hey, man, like Tarpons didn't play their best. And I know that, like, this wasn't their A-plus game on Tuesday, but you leave the gym also kind of knowing, like, hey, they're just kind of better than you are. Like, they've got they've got a lot of guys. They've got a lot of dudes. Those twin guards are exceptional. They've got some size. Tarpon's played okay. Lutcher just played better, and sometimes you got to just tip your cap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what we saw Tuesday night was a, a very, very good team. Uh, Lutcher was solid, man. They were, you know, every time we think we're taking the momentum back, every time we think we're about to go on that run and pull away, like they just come down and hit you with a dagger three that just appeared – on the release, like that, that's got no business going in. But they just kept making them. They kept, they kept attacking. They never, they never fell apart. They never crumbled. There was never Letcher never showed any bad body language or called any like panic timeouts. Like this is about to get out of hand. Like they just, they just kept going. And they were, you know, they were pretty disciplined for the most part. They were just a really good group of guys and the most impressive thing was uh, I think we had talked about the other night man they had like eight guys that had scored I think 10 or 11 guys saw the floor I would say four or five of them were in double digits I mean very balanced scoring they just hurt you from so many different directions and uh, when you got a team 
playing at a high level and hitting you with all those factors, uh, just, yeah, they were just better than us that night. You know, get the cap and move on. No doubt. We got LCO in Golden Meadow tonight, and Coach and I will be on the call for that, and you were part of that rivalry as a player. Look, on the boys' game, you're playing for pride. Neither team's going to win the Paris Championship. LCO's going to likely finish as the runners-up. Golden Medal's kind of in the middle. On the girls, you're playing for the whole enchilada. If Golden Medal wins, it's a three-way tie. They, Lockport, and LCO would all share it. If LCO wins, it's going to be LCO out front by themselves winning the championship. The stakes are high, playing at South Lafouche. And I got to tell you, man, I'm looking forward to this. I think that the community's behind both teams. I think it's going to be a huge environment. To me, and, and we saw this Monday, you were there Monday, to me, there's nothing like those middle school kids, man. They kind of don't know what they're doing, but they play so damn hard. And like it's, 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 it's really fun and entertaining to see, and I can't wait for tonight. Yeah, man. You, you, uh, I think you hit it on the head perfectly right there. You know, there's like, you know, on a, on a really good day, there's like maybe one or two guys between the two teams involved that like, really have a good concept of what a good basketball decision needs to be made in every single moment. And the rest are just like, bro, let's get it. And we'll figure it out when it's over. And it's, it makes for a very entertaining atmosphere. And it's, uh, you know, you shake your head and, and you, you pull your hair out at some of the decisions made, but it's, it's still, it, we're there for a reason. We're there to, to cheer these teams on the victory, and we're there to, to be entertained, and it is quite the atmosphere to be a part of. Uh, I had a blast Monday night. You know, those guys, they played their hearts out. They they do everything you ask of them. Uh, it's, uh, you know, middle school basketball, it, it, it's a different animal. It's not for everybody, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. And uh, I wish I could make it tonight for LCO Golden Meta. I unfortunately can't, but anyone on the fence about going like you really got to get there this is going to be an awesome game for both teams man uh yesterday was a big day for your work family bro high fives and chest bumps a lot of folks didn't realize when when nickel sent out the list of commitments you know people are looking at guys like aiden clements and matt melanson and ethan randalls and those are guys that we know hey they're edy guys they're local guys but snuck in there also is jackson dufrin 6'4, 190 receiver from shreveport ce bird high school that's also a Bayou boy. That's Dustin's boy, man. That's a good, you know, local guy coming back home, coming to play at Nichols. I'm sure it had to be a fun, special day over with the work family yesterday. Seeing Jackson sign that NLI to Nichols. Yeah, man that that was uh that was awesome. That was um, really special. You know, happy happy for Jackson, happy for Dustin, and just the whole different family. Everybody's real pumped. You know. Uh, the last time something like this was going on in that family, uh, while it was extremely special and awesome and phenomenal, you know, everyone in that family now had to revolve their weeks around traveling to Lexington, Kentucky every other week. <laughs> now, man, he's right up the road at John L. Guidry Stadium. The Nichols, the Nichols today is not the Nichols we knew when we were in school. Man, it's, a, it's an awesome place to be. It's an awesome program to play for. Coach Repo's got great things happening. You know, you got a lot of awesome corporate sponsors, awesome boosters, awesome fan base. It's the place to be for a tailgate on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, I think Jackson Dufresne not only is going to be an immediate impact and and really help this team win, I, I think he's 
he's going to have a blast and really enjoy his time. And all his local support down here, uh, you know, it's nothing but pos- positivity from them. Every, everyone's really excited about it. I've been waiting since Saturday to talk to you about this, bro. I thought the Royal Rumble was incredible. I thought the men's match was good, and I thought pretty much everything other than that wasn't very good until the main event. I thought the main event was incredible. Let's start with the men's Royal Rumble. Two things. A, Cody gets the kind of predictable win, but it was still a great moment. Two, boy, this Gunther is a star. He was in the match forever and ever. He's getting some big eliminations. I think he's kind of interesting, bro, because it feels like he's like two generations ago. Like, I'm thinking, like, if this dude's around to face Hogan, like, that would have been some of the biggest money matches ever. But he's here now, and he's kind of old school, and he's tough as nails, and I think they're building him up to be a huge star. Yes, yes. You took the words right out of my mouth. Now, for the casual fan, for the present-day fan, and for me personally a little bit, I get what you're saying. I'm not 100% sold on Gunther as a money-making entertainer today. Uh, This is going to sound weird, but I think he lost, like, too much weight. He just has a weird body type. For me, he doesn't pass the eye test anymore as an intimidating guy. He looks like Sean Bradley out there. It's (laughs) weird. It's it's weird to me. There's not enough meat on the bones anymore. And he just, he's kind of, again, I know I have no room to speak here, but it's not my job to look a certain way anymore. Uh, he's kind of flabby now with the excess skin after losing all that weight. I don't know. He weirds me out. I'm not sold on him as a main event guy. But what he did from an entertainment standpoint, from an athletic standpoint, he lasted, what, like an hour and 11 minutes? He, I mean, he, he did what he had to do. He did his job. He got us to react. He got us to believe that he's a contender. He is taking his push and running with it, and you're absolutely right. I wish 40 pounds ago Chunky Gunther was wrestling in the 80s with the likes of, you know, Hogan and and Savage and, and Flair and uh, even Junkyard Dog. Uh, I'd love to see him an earthquake go at it. I mean, you name it. Uh, he would have been great back then. Uh, but I, he's coming around, man. They're making it work. And um, I'm interested to see where what they do with him next. You know, is he this next big main event heel that gets involved with in title matches or not? I don't, I don't know. But uh, overall, yes, the predictable Cody Rhodes win was still very entertaining, very well deserved, and it's it's a case of they're giving the fans, I think, for the most part, exactly what they want and what they expect, and it's still fun and surprising to watch it, even though you know it's coming. So. Bravo to them for the entertainment this weekend. You and I listen to podcasts uh, on the Conrad Thompson Network, and Bruce Pritchard is famous for saying, and then the bell rang. And, bro, I've tried, I've tried, and I've tried some more. And the Bray Wyatt stuff outside of the ring is entertaining. It's very heavily produced. There's a bunch of characters. It's intriguing. 
but you can't heavily produce a live wrestling match. And boy, that was one of the big things that Vince McMahon would always say is that like, hey, this dude's good before the bell, but during it, you got to do crazy stuff and it doesn't look good. The pitch black match was absolutely terrible. And I just think it was a bad idea from the start. Like, I don't know, man. It's hard to take all the super cinematic and heavily produced Bray Wyatt stuff and then carry it into 20 minutes of live fire in the ring. And that's a, that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, I agree. It's uh, it's a little strange. It was, you know, the, the result that we got was disappointing compared to the buildup and what we were expecting. Um, I know we just talked about how Gunther would have been awesome in the 80s. Dude, uh, could you imagine, anyone listening, you put today's Bray Wyatt in the Attitude Era, mixing it up with the dark cinematic graveyard shots with The Undertaker, mixing it up with Mick Foley, Boiler Room Brawl, Buried Alive Match, uh, the ministry and all that dark, evil, satanic stuff The Undertaker was doing back then, that would have worked. I just don't know if it's still there today. And you're right. When the bell rang, it was just kind of blah. Like, I don't know what you do with him from here on out. I know he's a very – I know he has the ability. I I know he's athletic. He's strong. He's a good storyteller, but something just didn't click in this match. And, uh, yeah, it was it was disappointing and just, just strange to watch. I think they need to go back to the drawing board with Bray Wyatt. Women's Rumble, we get Ripley getting the win. She comes in first. She's now going on to WrestleMania to try to take on Charlotte. I think she's going to be the odds-on favor to win that match, um, just in terms of the way that they're booking it. They're booking her really strong. Uh, again, not a big surprise there, but I and you know, considering that she said she got hurt early in the match, she finished it strong. Um, I thought that the match wasn't all that great, but I was pleased with the result. Uh, yeah, yep, same page here again. Um, I, I absolutely love what Rhea Ripley brings to the table. She's super entertaining. She's 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 strong. She's she's athletic. She. Again, good storyteller inside, outside of the ring, whatever she's got her hands in, it's uh it's it's entertaining. And you know, for her to go in at number one, outlast everybody, win the whole thing, go on to WrestleMania, like at this point like I would not be shocked, you know. It the reality of it is there's some fans out there that that watch wrestling religiously, and sometimes you can sense it in the crowd. Like, yeah, it's cool when Charlotte Flair came back again. You know, she does this every year now. She goes away for a few months, then she comes back, big old pop. Oh, my God, Charlotte's back. What's she going to do now? And it's awesome. If Rhea Ripley beats her at WrestleMania, I think you're going to hear a huge pop. Like, I, the crowd might be like 70-30 here just on – it's something fresh. It's it's somebody. It's not what we expected, and it's a heel that you can't help but cheer for. I think it would be very interesting to see if they put the belt on her at WrestleMania. That whole group is so unique because heels are usually like dastardly or cowardly or just so badass that like you can't stop them. 
And then, like, you got that faction where there's a little bit of it all. You got Dominic, who's kind of one of the ringleaders. He's a coward. You got Rhea, who's like brunt force. You go and, you know, beat your behind. You got, you know, the other, Damian Priest. He's one of those big brute force guys. And, like, that whole group is so interesting to me. And every time Dominic's on TV, and I used to not be a fan, but every time he's on TV talking about how he's a hardened criminal and he's got a teardrop on his face now, like, that's entertaining as hell to me, man. Whenever they're on, I'm watching. Yeah, yeah. And Dominic, look, I, I still <clears throat> just, I may have said this on the show before, I, I can't remember, but like just me being from, uh, you know, our inside joke that, that all our friends, me being from the north side of the cutoff bridge, being a WWF fan at heart, um, I never took Rey Mysterio seriously like now at this point yes I give him his respect you know he's done so much for the business for so many years and he's still amazing blah 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 yes um, and then to have Dominic come in and just be pushed right to the front of the camera right away just because of his name yeah I've hated him for so long still do but what he's doing now making everyone hate him like he's doing his job that's, you know, for for him to be doing all these little nods to Eddie Guerrero that the crowd boos and like, oh, you you'll never be you'll never be like him. You'll never be as good as your dad. You'll never be as good as your fake dad who won custody of you in a ladder match. Whatever you know, whatever the story was <laughs> back then, uh, you'll never be Eddie. Like everyone's pissed when he does that. That's his job. That's exactly why he's in that position, and that's why you keep tuning in and you keep watching. Everyone in that faction, as you said, brings something unique to the table, and it's uh, it's must-see TV for those interested in that form of entertainment. Okay, now we, we've stalled long enough. The last 20 minutes of the Royal Rumble, I think, were some of the best WWE TV maybe ever. Um, Conrad Thompson said the same thing. I respect his opinion. No one's watched more wrestling than that dude. He said it's one of the best storylines, if not the best storyline ever. Where you've got it playing out. Roman wins. They're beating the hell out of Kevin Owens. They're chaining him to the post. And, you know, they hey, it is the final chapter because Kevin Owens is getting beat to a pulp. They give Sammy the chair. Or, or Roman has the chair. Sammy says, no, don't do it. This is above you. And Roman says, you're right, Sammy. You're kind of a minion. You do it. Thinks about it, thinks about it, thinks about it. Then finally pulls the trigger, blast Roman. The crowd goes absolutely wild. The Usos are conflicted. Paul Heyman is, you know, going nuts. And I got to tell you, dude, I was watching the Royal Rumble at the parents' house. And my mom don't know nothing about wrestling, bro. Don't watch it at all. But she, those last 20 or so minutes, glued to the TV. And then whenever he blasted Roman with the chair, she's like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Like, that's what it's all about, drawing people in that don't even have an interest in what's going on and making them believe in the story that's being told. Bro, that was grade A masterpiece. That was a 20 minutes of unbelievable wrestling television. Yes. Brilliant, beautiful storytelling. I agree. It was it was super compelling, man. <clears throat> Could not, like, just hanging on every second, hanging on every move, what's going to happen next, and watching on TV. Look, I have a 55-inch, pretty basic, standard Samsung TV. I don't have surround sound. I don't have anything special going on. Just basic streaming. 
and the pop from the crowd from the Sami Zayn to Roman Reigns chair shot, I felt it. It was and that that place erupted. And, you know, I was like, Oh my god, like I popped. It was it was awesome. That the whole from beginning to end, that whole story is it's brilliant. It's uh you know, a lot of people these days reminiscing, you know, all the podcasts we listen to, all the documentaries you see, you know, some will say, you know, Undertaker and Kane is the greatest story ever told in the business. Uh, hard to argue with that. You know, they stretch that for years. The build-up, the big, fir- the first big payoff, the inferno, all the countless hell in a cell, the now we're brothers, now we're partners, now we hate each other again, all those things. Dude, I think 10, 15 years from now, we're going to be talking about this being just as good, if not better. This this whole bloodline thing, the whole – and look, this this literally is developed from, from, like, the actual bloodline that these guys come from. This isn't just a made-up story, like – the the lineage you know the this this is the royal family of wrestling like where these all these Samoans come from like this part some of this is is real and it's uh it's super entertaining and what they're doing with with Zane and Owens getting them involved it's uh and you can't look away you can't help but tune in and see what's coming next and I just you know elimination chamber coming up who knows what the hell is going to happen, what this is going to develop into, and I think we're going to get a huge payoff at WrestleMania to the point of even if The Rock or Stone Cold don't show up at all, I don't think we're going to be disappointed. I think this storytelling is enough at this point. It's it's that good. Well, well, that's the next question that i got to ask. I, I'm a big Cody fan. I am. I, I love what he's doing. But if you're offering me two dishes right now and you're saying, hey, you could have Cody versus Roman or you could have Roman versus Sammy, I know which story is more appealing to me. And I know what happens when you win the Royal Rumble and I know where that's supposed to lead you, but I really hope this is what doesn't happen. I really hope it's not Roman versus Sammy at Elimination Chamber for a couple reasons. A, I think it's too rushed. B, we would all know Roman's going to win. It's not going to be Zayn versus Cody at WrestleMania. That'd be just a throwaway. Like I, I think that the most intriguing story right now is not scheduled to be the main event, and I'm very interested to see how they massage that to keep everything you know right by everybody. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think if they do this right, I don't think you get Sammy versus Reigns until. Maybe SummerSlam. It's uh, <clears throat> I don't know. You're right. I, I'm with you. It's it is a more appealing story. But if they do this right, man, they can milk this for a year. Yep. And I hope I hope they do. And uh, you know, I, I don't want to ramble on too long about that, but I I really hope they they make the smart move here because this could this could be money for a while. Very quickly, last question. Uh, rumors are The Rock's not wrestling, but he's still making an appearance. Yes or no? Is he going to show up? Yeah, I think he does. I think it's going to be predictable. I think it's going to be expected. I think it's going to be dull. And I think while it's 
you know, for the fans like us who've been watching it for as long as we have, it's going to, oh, hey, look, he's here. That's cool. And then at the end, it's going to be like, that's it. That's what, that's what this was all about. Like, that was lazy on everyone's part. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I think that's what's going to happen. Okay, now last question again. Uh, there are rumors that he's trying to stay open to showing up at next year's WrestleMania, WrestleMania 40. Do we stretch Roman out for a whole nother year and just try to get the match next year? Yes, absolutely. But the, the fan and the critic in me is losing my patience. Like, hey, yeah. WrestleMania 40? What's, what's The Rock going to be, 50 at this point? Like, <laughs> come on, man. We can only do this so many times. Like, if you're not going to be ring-ready in three months when you're, like, the most in-shape gorilla on earth, like, we we don't have 14 more months. Like, just, like can, can, we, can we please just get this done before it's too late to get a quality match out of you? Like, that's I'm starting to lose my patience there. Either do it or don't. So, yeah. No. I hope it gets done, but I'm tired of waiting. No, I'm with you, bro. That's very well said. Thanks so much for the time, man. We'll chat again soon, bro. Yep, yep. Uh, it was fun as always. We'll see you Friday at Assumption. And as always, go Tarps, and God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin doing a wonderful job. We love chatting with him about everything going on in the world of sports. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. Uh, we're going to talk maybe some basketball, then we'll get some betting picks, and we'll get out of here. It's play-by-play in KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the Raging Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? 
adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. You know, I got a question from a listener just a second ago. And first and foremost, thanks so much for listening. You know who you are. Um, and a reminder before I get to the listener question, Saturday, we're going to have the Sports Corner out at Etouffee. They opened their doors yesterday. <clears throat> we're going to be out at Etouffee from 10 to 12. I've heard some good things. People going out and enjoying themselves yesterday for the grand opening. Um I know the family, man. Every time I've been around that family, I've ate well. Um, they, they know how to cook in that family. I'm sure everything on that menu is going to be delicious. And we look forward to being out there on ten, or on Saturday at 10 o'clock over at Etouffee, which is the old Boiling Gold building. Thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Foundation, Neil Small Engine, Dufresne Building Materials, got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South LaFouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Um, so what I was saying a second ago is I had a listener who asked me during the break, um, well, you know, you, you spent some time talking about Nichols recruiting on signing day. How did LSU do? Um, LSU didn't do anything. And that's not a negative. It's actually a positive. The way that college athletics are structured now, there's that early signing period and the big dogs like the Power Five prominent programs around the country, they do all of their stuff in December. Like LSU's done. They didn't sign anybody. And, and again, that's not uh, a, a, like a thing to, to talk bad about them or talk down on them like, oh, they didn't get nobody. No, it's just that they had already gotten everyone that, you know, in the first go-round. They've already got their 25 signees, and, you know, they're working the transfer portal. So, you know, LSU's had an incredible class. There just was nothing noteworthy to discuss nor talk about uh, that happened yesterday because all their legwork is already done. Um, <clears throat> wanted to talk a little bit in this segment about college basketball. There's not a whole lot to talk about with LSU on the men's side. Of course, we've done many segments on the women, but we get now towards you know, February and, you know, February is a short month now. So we've got, you know, just a couple weeks until we're going to be in March and people are going to start paying attention closely to college basketball, you know, March Madness, NCAA tournament. And, you know, one of the things that's very apparent and it's actually Taylor Griffin, the guy who was on in the last segment, we thank him so much for the time. We thank coach Randy Shields uh, for her time earlier in the show. <laughs> one of the things that's most prevalent in, College basketball especially, but college athletics as a whole, but college basketball I think has worn the brunt of it, is how much the transfer portal is changing the way that the sport is played. 
back in the day, teams would recruit and sign five, six, seven guys a year. You would get kids as freshmen. You try to mold and blossom and develop them, get them to their junior year where they'll start. Then you got two years of them as a starter. Like the whole thing is different now. Unless if you're like one of the top 60 or 70 players in the country, like you're you're not even really being all that heavily recruited anymore because teams are saying, hey, we're only going to go get the best of the best out of high school. And by and large, everything else that we're going to do is going to be in the transfer portal. If we need a power forward, why roll the dice on an 18-year-old that we may or may not have success with and who may or may not be college ready when I could go and get a 21-year-old junior who averaged 10 points and six rebounds last year and who I know is a proven player? So I get asked a lot, you know, hey, why is such and such not getting recruited as heavily as he should? Why is this guy not getting offers? Why is that guy not getting offers? And the transfer portal is to blame for a lot of that. Look at what Nichols does on the men's basketball side of things. They really don't even attack high school recruiting at all. They go every offseason and get you five, six guys who, you know, it just didn't work out for them at other schools or whatever. They go get some more proven commodities, and it changes everything. It changes everything. It creates fewer out-of-high-school opportunities for players, which the whole reason why I'm bringing this up is I'm, I'm not just intending to whine and complain about the transfer portal. What I'm getting at is if you see a young man or young woman who yesterday or who in the future signs with, let's say, an LSU Alexandria or Millsaps or, you know, uh, Louisiana Baptist or, you know, one of the quote-unquote smaller schools or a junior college or whatever it may be, the journey's not over with that signature. Because there are so many spots that are available every season at the quote-unquote bigger schools that if those kids then shine and succeed, their opportunities, you may have gotten looked over once in the high school level. And this is unfortunate for those quote-unquote smaller schools because they've got to re-recruit their own teams every year, and that's kind of not fair. But there are so many opportunities for advancement. So if you're a student athlete in that position and you signed yesterday or you signed in December or you're about to sign and maybe you're a little disgruntled because you feel like you're better than the the, the quote-unquote school that, that's offering you an opportunity. Maybe, you know, you're signing at a D2 and you think, hey, I, I should be, you know, low-level D1. Or maybe you signed low-level D1 you thought you should be Power 5. Treat every single day as a job audition. Every day. Because I promise you, those quote-unquote bigger schools are watching everything that's going on. Watching everything that's happening around the country. And there may come a point in time where after your sophomore year, your junior year, whatever, that big opportunity that you thought would come after high school may come to you while you're still in college. So stay ready. Stay focused. Don't be discouraged. You could do a lot of damage from wherever it is that you are. And to all of our local contingent who signed yesterday or who are going to sign in the future, let's go kick some ass. Let's go represent. We believe in you. We're proud of you. And I just wanted to make that known and make that clear in this segment that, man, 
no matter where you end up. It's a blessing and an honor because only the smallest of the small percentile make it to that level. And if you thought maybe that you deserved a little better, keep working because it's still very much in play and it's still very much a possibility for you and for everybody else. We've got our betting picks today. Um, Let's see what we like today in the world of the NBA and college basketball and everything in between. Um, Today was a good show, by the way. I really like today's show. Coach uh, McDonald Shields did an excellent job talking about LCO. Every time we get Taylor on, we talk about wrestling or whatever. Those are some of my favorite segments because I love WWE. You guys know that. Thought our Saints segment was pretty good. You know, I get text messages, and this is how I I know that I'm doing right by y'all. I get text messages from some of the biggest Saints fans that I know during the show, and they're telling me, like, bro, yeah, you're hard on them, but you're right. Like, I got to call it like I see it. If they if they would have be making great coaching moves and great roster moves, I'd be the first one to say, man, like, they're nailing it. But when you start firing your defensive coordinator off of an excellent defense, like, that's just dumb. That's just dumb. They're not making great moves right now, and I got to call them out on that. But anyway, our betting picks for today – I like the Grizzlies to cover, plus six against the Cleveland Cavs. I like also over 223.5 in that game. I think points will be scored oh plenty in that one, and I think Memphis is going to cover. Tonight, I think that the Mavericks are going to beat the Pels, minus four. Give me Dallas to cover over New Orleans. Just don't think that the, the Pelicans are playing well right now, man. They, they've lost nine games in a row. Brandon Ingram has come back, and it hasn't moved the needle one iota for New Orleans. Um, something's missing. Some of that that you know groove that the team had earlier in the year where it looked like everybody was having fun and pulling in the same direction and all that good stuff. They don't seem to have any of that anymore. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Dallas in that one. I'm going to go with the Nuggets minus 12 over the Warriors tonight. The Warriors are resting some dudes. Denver's going to take full advantage of that. They're going to beat up on Golden State. Golden State does too much of that, man. I'm all for load management. I'm all for being smart. I'm all for resting your guys. Golden State's, they do way too much of that, man. Like, you're barely even in the playoff chase in February, and you're just actively punting every third game. It's kind of an arrogant way to go about things, but then again, I, I kind of think Steve Kerr's an arrogant coach to begin with, so maybe that's neither here nor there. Michigan, plus three and a half in college basketball over Northwestern. I think Jawan Howard's team will get a win on the road against Northwestern. Let's see what else we have here in college basketball tonight. I like um, trying to find some Southland action I could give you all. I like New Orleans, plus seven and a half at home against Corpus Christi. I think that's a big number for New Orleans, especially at home. I think that they'll be able to cover that. <clears throat> I like Southeastern over, or excuse me, Southeastern and Incarnate Word over 147 and a half. Southeastern plays with a lot of pace, and I like that game to go over. And then I like over 130 and a half for Houston and Wichita State. I think that Houston's going to carry the number by scoring a bunch of points against Wichita. Thanks to everybody for listening. Who man, keep coughing, keep having to turn off the mic. Or, uh, to, to cough. Been a rough day for the allergies today. <clears throat> but we're going to wrap up right here uh, so I could go back and catch my breath and we could get ourselves ready for LCO and Golden Medal tonight. Hope everybody has a wonderful rest of the day. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's show, we're going to have Damien. We're going to have Chandler Guitros. Boy, the Tarpon baseball program is nearing the start to their season. 
I know that's super excited. Hell, I was actually talking to somebody this morning, uh, doing a little business, and they were asking me about work and everything. And I was mentioning that baseball was about to start. And the first thing that they said was, oh, man, I know everybody down there is excited about that. So we've kind of built that reputation as a community as being a one that supports their baseball teams and their baseball programs. And I know the Tarpon boys are excited. I'm also looking forward to seeing some softball too, man. I'm excited to watch the Lady Tarpon softball program. Um, it's just crazy to think. <clears throat> it's crazy to think. Like just a couple of years ago, like they were getting their seasons canceled and we were being told like it wasn't safe to be next to one another. And like we've come such a long way when you compound that with the fact that we had to rebuild our community after the storm. This is as normal right now as life has been for us in South Lafourche and in the Bayou region in a while, in a while. And I say that reluctantly because I say that not wanting to jinx anything, right? Like I'm not trying to ruin the good fortunes that we're having right now, but it is cool to know that, hey, tonight there's going to be a slam-packed game in the tank. Nobody's going to have to mask. Like you don't have to feel uneasy or unsafe being there. Baseball's going to start. I'm going to be able to be in the dugout. I don't have to like wear a mask. I don't have to be afraid if somebody behind me sneezes. Or... I don't have to worry about any of that stuff anymore. We've made it through a tough time. That's what we do. And i um, so thankful to everybody in our community for allowing us to um, endure some dark days, but we endure those dark days together. That's all for Play by Play. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you at the games. Have a great rest of the day, you guys. God bless y'all. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM.